you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up a weekend where we saw most of the NFL teams hold their rookie mini camps and the ones that didn't. They've already held them. It's the Lockdown NFL Podcast. I'm your Monday host, Bo Brock, daily host of Lockdown Cardinals. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Make sure you're following along on Twitter. We've got great content at Lockdown Network. Also, follow me at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. we got a great podcast on tap for you. We're going to go around the league. Some takeaways from rookie minicamps, including Marcus Mosier from Locked on Cowboys. How did first-round linebacker out of Penn State Micah Parsons look in his debut wearing the Dallas Star on his helmet? I also want to ask Marcus how much we should be buying or feeding into the Dak Prescott 2021 hype. He's top five as far as favorites to win the NFL MVP. He's coming off the gruesome injury, but of course he had that... uh, massive, lucrative contract extension. He was having such a stellar season before the injury. How much should we be buying into Dak? Then I want to parlay that conversation into some make-or-break seasons for about a handful of quarterbacks because Dak Prescott, going into 2019, the first year he was franchise-tagged by the Dallas Cowboys, despite you know being a winner, there was a lot of questions of whether or not he was more than maybe a glorified game manager worthy of franchise money, and he answered. In 2019, he tossed for nearly 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. And he was like Rombauer over the Preakness this weekend, the uh, Preakness Stakes winner out of the gates last year before the gruesome leg injury. 1,800 yards through five games for Dak Prescott. Secured the bag this offseason. Which quarterbacks are kind of staring down a season like Dak was in 2019 where there were a lot of questions on whether or not they could be the guy for their respective franchises or just in the league in general. I think there are five guys we have to examine closely. And then, as always, whenever I kind of create a list of, based on my opinion, I'm wrong and I need your thoughts. So let us know at Lockdown Network which quarterback you think is facing and staring down the biggest make-or-break season of their career in 2021. Before we get into the kind of the news and notes from over the weekend, it was a huge weekend for the NBA. They wrapped up their regular season. We've got ourselves a play-in tournament that tips tomorrow night on Tuesday. And then they, of course, inducted a brand-new class into their Hall of Fame, named its next class. There's just tons of NBA news coming out. Tune in to Locked On NBA. Tune in to the local shows for each and every team. They're just as fantastic as the ones that we have here on the Lockdown NFL Network. So as I mentioned, most of the league held rookie minicamps over the weekend, and today marks the first of the second phase of the 2021 NFL OTA and offseason program. It's uh, it's going to be the first day where on-field work is really permitted. But those rookie minicamps, here's some takeaways. Bears head coach Matt Nagy, he said that Andy Dalton is still QB1 entering OTAs. And look, I'm not a big believer of the bridge quarterback We had Lauren Cox on this podcast right after Justin Fields was drafted, and Lauren even thinks that Andy Dalton being the starter, maybe even starting the season, as QB1 is the best path for Justin Fields to be a really successful signal caller. But I don't understand that. 
I think the only first-round quarterback that would really benefit from a bridge this season is Trey Lance in San Francisco. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo could be, you know, the 2017 version of Alex Smith who started that entire year except for the season finale in a meaningless game. They brought in Patrick Mahomes. The rest is history. They shipped Smith to Washington. Mahomes becomes the starter in KC and absolutely just lights the league on fire with his play. But Justin Fields has been playing in the basically the minor league system the last two seasons at Ohio State. And you're telling me that Nagy can't implement the same system that had Mitchell Trubisky tossing for 24 tutties in 2018. You can't do that for Fields. We know who Andy Dalton is at this point. I know he's playing behind one of the most suspect offensive lines in the 2020 NFL season for the Dallas Cowboys. But still, Andy Dalton really hasn't been successful playing the quarterback position for years. And we had a trio of first-round quarterbacks, and they all had kind of different stories. We had no bridge with Joe Burrow, who seemed fine, outside of the fact that Zach Taylor kept dropping him back and he kept taking hits behind a bad offensive line and ended up having his season end too soon with a knee injury. And then we had, you know, bridge quarterback situations go different directions last season. You had Terod Taylor. He kept the starting job warm for Justin Herbert before that unfortunate shot knocked Taylor out. And Herbert just, I mean, he Wally pipped him. He was in the starting lineup for the rest of the way. He lit it up. Set a rookie record for touchdown passes. And then there was Tua. And, you know, Tua might be on the list as far as make or break that we're going to mention later in the program. But, uh, you know, he was coming off a brutal injury, and I think it was important for him to kind of uh, watch a little bit as he acclimated from the college ranks to the pro ranks. But I view Fields as kind of a Kyler Murray tape. And Murray has been a day one starter in the desert, and trust me, Fields, he isn't going to get a worse situation than Kyler did in 2019, and he's fine. It'll be interesting to see how the five first-round quarterbacks how many see starts in 2021? And you have to assume that Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, just like they were destined to be one and two, respectively, are also destined to be day one guys. Now, Wilson recently said he has to earn it for the Jets, and that's just saying the right things. Uh, we saw Trevor Lawrence over the weekend. He was on a pitch count. If you remember, the top pick had a non-throwing shoulder surgery, but the uh, the Jags rookie signal caller was limited between 30 and 40 throws on Saturday. His Clemson teammate, now Jacksonville teammate, Travis Etienne, he was kind of the talk of Jags rookie minicamp as he was making plays. He was lining up at wide receiver. He's lining up in the backfield. And Urban Meyer kind of sounds like he wants to use him like he used to use Percy Harvin in his Florida days. And already on that uh, roster, they have LaVisca Chenault, who they drafted out of Colorado in 2020. Some interesting weapons that uh, Urban Meyer has to play around with in his first season as Jags head coach. Talking about Wilson a little bit ago, and also his rookie running back, Michael Carter, a fourth-rounder out of North Carolina, he recently told Sirius XM NFL Radio that he thought Wilson was worthy of being the top pick, which uh, I actually kind of understand. Like, Wilson has the ability, especially in shorts, out there on the practice field. His skill set will wow you. We saw it in his pro day. The throws that he will make will make you absolutely just gasp. The biggest question about Wilson coming from BYU, not playing nearly the top competition that Lawrence faced while playing at Clemson for three seasons, is how Wilson's game is going to translate to the pro level. We know he's got 
you know, the skill set, but is he going to be able to put it together, you know, play in and play out in the AFC East and get it done? Also, you know, can he handle his mom being a distraction? I don't know if you saw this. Lisa Wilson is she's already blaming the New York media for turning her life upside down. It's been three weeks. My God, it's been three weeks, and Lisa Wilson's already saying the New York media has made her life a living hell. Now, I'm paraphrasing there. She said it's turned it upside down on social media. It's maybe time to take a break from Instagram. One final news and note from over the weekend. Calvin Benjamin, the former first-round pick of the Carolina Panthers, he signed a deal with the New York Giants. Familiar name, but he's going to be playing a different position, and he's going to try his hand out at tight end. Benjamin's always been a little thick, big boy, since his Florida State days. Sometimes criticized for being a little heftier playing the wide receiver spot. Now he doesn't have to worry about that. Now he's got to worry about picking up linebackers and blocking ends. And it's a crowded room in East Rutherford for the G-Men. They've got Evan Ingram, a pro bowler. Kyle Rudolph, former pro bowler, already playing the tight end position. So we'll see maybe Kelvin Benjamin. They want more of a playmaking guy. And he won't have to block as much as those other guys. But uh, Kelvin Benjamin making his way back onto an NFL roster after a couple years off. But it was fun to see the 2021 draft class don their new duds for the first time. Get out there on the practice field. See Lawrence finally in his Jags gear, ETN. Micah Parsons, Dallas Cowboys. One of the more polarizing prospects. He made his debut for Dallas over the weekend. We've got our guy Marcus Mosier. He's going to tell us how Parsons' debut went in Big D. Plus, you would be jumping on the Dak Prescott hype train in 2021. It's the Locked On NFL podcast. All right, football fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT to 231231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy in lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231231. That's DRAFT to 231231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Let's talk stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon... You should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be so complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. 
Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H. F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NFL to start growing your savings. We talked about it all last week. The 2021 NFL schedule was unveiled and to kick off the season. It's Tom Brady versus the boys. We're bringing on Marcus Mosier, locked on Cowboys. We're going to be talking about rookie mini camp. We're going to get a Dak Prescott, the hype train. It might be off the rails at this point, but Marcus, thanks for joining us. Any big debuts from some Cowboys rookies at mini camp over the weekend? Yeah, the Cowboys were in full attendance from their rookie class. And I think, Bo, we got to talk about Micah Parsons. From everything that we've seen and we've heard, he was phenomenal at camp. They played him at middle linebacker, Sam. Uh, I guess the defensive coaches and staff was really impressed with not only his coverage ability, but also the way he can pass rush off the edge. They, they're basically calling him not a linebacker, just a defensive playmaker. I think you have a little bit of idea what that's like with Isaiah Simmons, right, from last year. Maybe, hopefully, a better version of that. Uh, but they, they were very impressive. Jabril Cox, a fourth-round uh, linebacker from LSU, uh, just as good in, as in coverage as everybody thought coming into the draft. Uh, those are easily the p- biggest stars at r- the Cowboys rookie minicamp. Yeah, and it's a lot of draft capital was sank into that defense, which struggled mightily in 2020, to say the least. I mean, do you think they that – they needed it. I mean, it's, it shouldn't have been a shock to anybody that the Cowboys spent their first six picks on defense. No doubt about it. When you uh, when you hear from the defensive coordinator in Dallas and, and how they're going to utilize a talent like Micah Parsons, there, there was obviously, I cover the Cardinals, and you mentioned Isaiah Simmons a little bit, and they didn't necessarily know how to utilize Simmons right off out of the gates. Do you think there could be a, a similar situation with Parsons even though he's played the inside position uh, the bulk of his college career. I do think there will be a little bit of growing pains early on for some of these guys that do, you know, I mean, just across the NFL, the guys that can play multiple positions. But uh, the thing about Micah Parsons is he's just a guy that you put in space and you let him make plays. He's just so athletic. He's so long. He's got the perfect build for a linebacker. I just, I don't think the Cowboys want to put too much on his plate early, uh, but they know this is (laughs) – Listen, Bo, this might be their best defensive player already on day one, and they're just finding – they're trying to find ways uh, to let him be impactful. Is uh, is there, That's a lot of pressure on the guy, right? I mean, he, he's got to be the one, kind of the linchpin to turn things around. Who else uh, might maybe kind of take on some of that uh, pressure with Micah Parsons to kind of turn this unit around? Well, the Cowboys are really high on Trevon Diggs, a second-round corner from Alabama last year. They think he's going to just make a just a big leap in year two. We actually saw it at the end of last year. He was coming off a, a, a broken foot midseason, came back in the last month and played just outstanding. They believe he's going to take the next step. And then another second-round second cornerback that they took this year, uh, Kelvin Joseph, goes by Boss Man Fat is his rapper name. <laughs> a fantastic name. They believe he is a plug-and-play day-one starter. So the Cowboys feel really good about their cornerbacks. We'll see early on in the season how it goes for them. Marcus Mosier, Locked On Cowboys, joins us here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Bo Brock hanging out with you on a Monday. Uh, Mike McCarthy says he expects Dak to be a full go 
come training camp. Uh, there's a ton of hype surrounding Dak. Top five betting favorite to win MVP, big contract extension. This, mm-hmm. uh, you know, obviously the season he was having before the gruesome injury. Any reason to temper temper those high expectations? No, I mean he's going to be ready for training camp. And Bo, I'll tell you this right now: uh, it's a little exclusive for people listening to this podcast. Uh, he could play in a game right now if they needed <laughs> him to. Uh, they're just being very careful. He had a little bit of a setback in the off season. Um, you know, working out, he was trying to push himself. He's fine now. I just think the Cowboys are going to be very cautious with him over the next couple of months as we get into training camp. But from everything I'm hearing, he's 100%. He's ready to go play a game right now. Let me ask you this. I mean, as far as bounce backs, we talk about the defense. Obviously, that needs to be there. Dak, uh, I think a lot of people don't have as many questions around him because he comes to work every day. Uh, when he's healthy, and even when he's just trying to get back on the on the rehab trail. But when you look at Zeke and you look at this offensive line, what would be more important to a Dallas Cowboys bounce back in 2021? The offensive line. I mean, it was arguably one of the worst units in the league last year. Tyron Smith only played a couple games. Lyle Collins missed the entire season. Zach Martin missed games for the first time of his career. They were shuffling in new centers and tackles. Uh, it was just a disaster up front, and they're hoping that with Tyron uh, Smith and Lyle Collins both having surgery and recovering well from that, that they can be a top 10 unit again. I don't think they're ever going to be a top two or three unit like we saw in the you know the previous years, but if this is a top 10, top 12 offensive line and you pair it with all those playmakers, well, there's really no reason this shouldn't be a top three or four scoring offense in the NFL. I've been throwing around uh, this conversation during this podcast about who's who's in line for a make or break season at the quarterback position. And, you know, there's the suspects of Sam Darnold going from mm-hmm. New York to Carolina. And, of course, you've got uh, guys like Jared Goff. The one and two picks in the, in the 2017 draft, you have Goff and you have Wentz in new situations this year. Anybody stand out to you that uh, is a make or break? Jameis Winston, he could take mm-hmm. over the starting reins in, in New Orleans. I think if, if he has a good year, he could probably set himself up. If he doesn't, he could be gone. Yeah, when I think of make or break, I'm thinking of guys that are basically on the cups of being elite, right? And I, two guys from the same division. We know Lamar Jackson has an MVP, hmm. but I want to see him become a more consistent passer. If he doesn't do it this year, it's fair to wonder if he'll ever do it. And if he's always just going to be this guy, that dynamic runner, good passer, but not great, that you always worry about in big games. I'm curious to see what kind of step he makes in year four. And then Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's gotten better just about every single year. But is it going to be good enough? Is he going to be good enough to get this Browns team from being a contender to a Super Bowl contender? Those are the two quarterbacks that I'm really interested in because we know how talented they are. We know that they've already had really good seasons in the NFL. But can they crack that elite top-tier talent at quarterback? I'm excited to see it. I knew if I asked, I was going to get an incredible answer, and I did. It's very fascinating to look at Lamar Jackson going off of you know, the MVP season, 2,700 yards passing last year, struggled, kind of throwing the football. You could look at some maybe uh, some deeper numbers, and they could tell you different, but I think you, you can't really argue that from 2019 to 2020, he struggled certainly throwing the football. Marcus Mosher, incredible insight for the, the Dallas Cowboys. If you're a Dallas Cowboys hater, it's tough to hear. Micah Parsons is the real deal after rookie minicamp. That's that's really cool to hear. Marcus, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Anytime, Bo.
While playing under the franchise tag twice, Dak Prescott faced some make-or-break seasons. I want to look at a group of quarterbacks who are facing similar seasons in 2021. Who's facing the biggest make-or-break this upcoming season? It's the Locked On NFL Podcast. So the NBA wrapped up its regular season over the weekend. You've got yourself some play-in games. How about the Eastern Conference? Hornets on the road taking on the Pacers. Pacers three-and-a-half-point favorites as of right now on Bet Online. Also, you've got the Wizards, three-point dogs, taking on the Boston Celtics. You want some of that action? Baseball season's in full swing as well. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop, your cell. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as... It's your chance to get into the game as your team preps for its run in the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use your promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Incredible insight from Marcus Mosier there, of course, of Locked On Cowboys. Just an incredible football mind. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. I was happy I could get that question in about which quarterbacks he thought were facing a make-or-break season in 2021. And I want to kind of continue that conversation. But he said a pair of quarterbacks in the AFC North. And Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson, a guy who is a year removed from an MVP season, which is wild to think about. But I thought Lamar Jackson did a great job in shaking the criticism that he faced during the draft process. And even after that, his rookie campaign, where he's getting all those carries. And then, of course, you know, his... Just an unbelievable MVP season in 2019. But, you know, after the Ravens kind of ducked out, had a bad showing against the Tennessee Titans in his MVP season, and then last year he had the struggles during the regular season, and the Ravens didn't get where they wanted to go in the playoffs last year. You know, there are people that are going to – there are some red flags there. I'm not a, I'm not about to say that, you know, 2021 is a make-or-break season for Lamar Jackson like Marcus did. And Baker, I think that Kevin Stefanski has taken the pressure off Mayfield as far as having to win games with his arm. So I, I don't have his. I don't think 2021 is make or break for them because I feel like these five guys I'm about to mention now, they are way more polarizing as far as which direction their careers could go after this season. And the number five guy on this list is a guy that's only going into his second NFL season. And it's Tua Tungavailoa. And I don't think it's necessarily deserved, right? I mean, they took Tua fifth overall. He didn't start the season as the starter. He sat behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. He was named the starter after their bye week. Kind of surprise, surprise to everybody. And then they didn't see, like, stellar play. He was okay. He wasn't horrible. He wasn't Jared Goff rookie year. He wasn't Mitchell Trubisky rookie year. He wasn't Josh Rosen rookie year. He threw 11 touchdowns to just five interceptions. He completed just over 64% of his passes. And he went 6-3 and three as a starter. But with Miami being in such a win-now mode and all the momentum that they've gained under Brian Flores, I think it's going to be tough to, to, for Tua to live up to expectations. Like I think he's going to have to come out and make some big plays and look like you know, the backup quarterback that came into the national championship game and just started slinging around. And then the season that followed with that, where he was going and he was second in Heisman trophy, in Heisman voting. 
So I think it's kind of a make-or-break season for Tua in South Beach. And if he doesn't light it up, I think that the Dolphins could certainly be looking for the quarterback to put them over the top with a roster that's in win-now mode. The next guy on my list, number four, is Sam Darnold. He enters his fourth season in the NFL, and a lot of people want to put all the blame for his struggles on the New York Jets. But I think the bottom line with Darnold is he hasn't been a good quarterback. He hasn't shown to be a consistently good quarterback. He's been one of the lowest-rated passers in the NFL over the last couple of years. And from his rookie year to year three, he just hasn't shown the improvement that you wanted to see. We know that Carolina's not waiting around. And if he doesn't show early that he can be the guy, they're going to start looking for answers elsewhere. And Sam Darnold will probably, his next opportunity is not going to be as a starting quarterback. Number three on this list is Carson Wentz. Now this is where it kind of gets, the next two I think are interchangeable. And I'll just do them together. Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, who came into the league at the same time, are my three and two. And I've got Wentz just ahead of Jared Goff because I think that Jared Goff, the jury is pretty close to decision on Jared Goff, even though it might not be fair. His downfall in L.A. and sent packing in the Matthew Stafford trade, who might deserve a spot on this list, could be honorable mention if he doesn't get it going with the Rams and and Sean McVay. If he can't get it going there, where's he going to get it going? But Carson Wentz coming off, you know, 15 interceptions, been in a rough spot in Philly last year, going and reconnecting with Frank Reich in Indy. Like, this, this could be one of his last chances after this season. But I think the biggest difference between Goff and Wentz, though, is Goff going to Detroit where there's zero expectations to win right now. Like, if he puts together a couple solid performances, throws for over 300 yards and a couple touchdowns and, you know, propels Detroit to a couple unlikely wins, and it can parlay it into either being the... Lions future starting quarterback or starting quarterback elsewhere in this league. If he if he putters out early, it could spell the end for Jared Goff going forward. Like he his starting days could be in the rearview mirror. And then Wentz, I mean, the expectations are a lot higher in Indy where they won eleven games last year with Phil Rivers. You know, if he comes out and doesn't perform even as well as Philip Rivers did in his final season of his career. You know, Wentz could be a guy that's relegated to the bench for the rest of his career. But the I think both those guys, especially being one and two in the draft, only a couple seasons ago, they could kind of pique the interest of other offensive play callers around the league thinking that they could fix them or make something work with them in the fold. Number one guy on this list for make or break, it's Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston was on the roster last year. He was supposed to play the role of Teddy Bridgewater from the previous season for the Saints. That if Drew Brees couldn't go, it was going to be Jameis Winston. Now, Saints fans might disagree with that, but, you know, Taysom Hill, he somehow wasn't stayed in front of Jameis Winston all last season, and now for whatever reason this offseason, retaining Winston with the Saints after Drew Brees retiring, there's no more excuses. If he can't outplay Taysom Hill for the starting role, you got to think he's done. If he outplays Taysom Hill and he doesn't play very well as the starter for the Saints, a roster that's that's pretty strong. I think that we know what Jameis Winston is at this point in his career, and it's not above the backup role on the depth chart. I think Jameis Winston, if he can come out and he can light it up a little bit, if he can throw for 30 touchdowns without 30 interceptions like he did in 2019, take better care of the football, 
he could earn himself a couple more years. But if he doesn't, I think he's done. It's the Lockdown NFL podcast tomorrow. We'll see what uh, maybe our guy Ross Jackson from Lockdown Saints, who's one of your Tuesday hosts, if he wants to respond to that tomorrow. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter at Lockdown Network. Tell us who you think is facing the biggest make-or-break season in 2021. Let me know at Bo Brock, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Have a great rest of your Monday. I will talk to you guys next week. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. I'm sure they're talking about the NBA today with the Hall of Fame inductions, the Hall of Fame announcements, and of course your play-in tournament. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.